This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. All right. Welcome back to the Confident Collective Podcast. Hey, everyone. It's Christina. Christina and Rayanne. I'm Rayanne. <laughs> I just was going to say, your voice sounds so sexy. Oh, my gosh. Poor thing you're so sick. I know. It's so fucked up. Dude, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, Honestly, though, I will say being sick hits different when you're a mom. Because you can't. Dude, being sick when you're a mom is the worst. It is truly, truly the worst. One, I'm very lucky that like Steve is able to help take care of Nicholas so much. But Nicholas wants me and being, and I literally feel like I'm rejecting him. Ugh. I'm like, sorry, I can't hold you right now. Cause like, I don't want to get him sick, you know? Oh my gosh. Poor thing. Yeah. I feel bad, but it's okay. Um, anyways, I haven't, I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. How, um, how was Denver? Oh my gosh. It was good. I always love going home. I mean, you know, I, like I'm obsessed with my parents. Um, yeah, your parents are so cute and so fun. <laughs> we have a good time. Your dad is so handsome, by the way. Oh, God. It's so funny. Whenever I post him, I can't tell you mess, so many messages. Oh, my God. Your dad's a silver fox. Your dad's a dill. I get stuff like that about my dad, too. <laughs> and, <I'm> like, <laughs> and my mom's like, what the heck? <laughs> no, but she gets people compliment her style. Yeah. But that's so funny. You get comments about your dad, too. Yeah. Do you tell him? Yeah, I get comments about both my parents, which is very, very sweet. And I tell yeah. them, yeah. Do they love it? They love it. But my dad's like, I don't want to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad is, yeah, he's, I think he likes the little ego boost. Um, but yeah, it was so much fun. It was, so it was just me um, at the beginning. It's like, you know, when you're the, I'm the last single child. So it's like me and my parents a lot of the time because Justine and Tori, my sisters have their like significant others and they're always like doing stuff. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I'm like, hey, but it was good. Um, Justine came though, right? I was so Just, happy to see her. Yeah, Justine came and it was actually so fun. So Justine and her husband, she got married um, a couple of months ago now. Jeez. We went out one night um, and it was so much fun. And she met the guy that I would have been. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> she met him? She met him. Wait, I wish Justine was on the podcast so we could hear her unfiltered thoughts about him. Did she like him? It was like so brief. Like Justine doesn't like to stay out. Like she had, we were talking, we, she was really crazy in high school and like college. And I like wasn't as much because I was in a relationship and we've like, we're like, we roll reverse. Justine now is like married, settled down. She's like, oh, man, I don't even know if I can stay out till midnight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, come on. Woo and she's like, we are living opposite lives. Yeah. That's so funny. But she stayed out for me. Um, cause she was like, I gotta see this person. Um, which by the way, found out he listens to the podcast. I don't think he fucking listens to the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think so. I think he is literally blowing smoke up your ass. I think he's just like telling you what you want to hear. I don't want to hear that. Well, I guess that's I true. I absolutely but do not want to hear that. Okay, fine, 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 <laughs> fine. But I do think it's like his way of trying to... Be like, I care about you. Like, I listen to your podcast. I'm invested in your life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's very confusing to me. So basically, this is my update that I have to tell you. I, oh, God. Hey, you've been like, this has been a year now. We met in like, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's just get this, let's just get this foundation. Oh, I hate that if he even listens to this and I'm giving so much air time, whatever. That's fine. 
We met in like January. Okay. Okay. When I was in Denver. Right before you came home. Right before I came home. We probably went on like four or five dates. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I came back to LA and was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to move back to Denver, stay in LA, whatever. I ended up staying in LA, but we like stayed in touch over Instagram kind of. And like whenever I was in town, I would like let him know. He was like, so we basically saw each other like almost once a month for the mm-hmm. last whatever. But we don't really talk that much in between. Right, right. Like not at all really. Yeah. Besides like Instagram. Um, But I like him. Mm-hmm. And I liked, so I was like finally like, I was like, okay, this, this last time over Thanksgiving, um, we met up and whatever. And I, I kind of like told him I had a little bit of liquid courage, which is annoying to me because now the conversation's a bit fuzzy in my head. Mm. Um, essentially the, the, to boil it down, I was like, I like you. I was interested in pursuing something with you, blah, blah, blah. His response is like, didn't want to do like long distance, which is fair. Yeah. Totally fine. But like he's just a bit. I don't really understand him. Like, but wait, when he said I like you, like, was it like I I well, like you too? Like, I would be with you if you were in Denver, or like, so how is that? I think the question. I think how I phrased the question was, do you think we would have dated if I stayed in Denver? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Oh God, it's so fuzzy, Christina. But he basically was like, said he was disappointed that I didn't stay in Denver. Mm-hmm. And this is also a bit weird. He says he has told other girls he's dated about me. Like one girl, he like told someone about me and she like got insecure and like found me on Instagram and was like comparing herself to me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, why are you telling me this? And also you're telling other girls about me, but I never hear a peep from you unless you like respond to my Instagram story. I'm just like a bit confused. Like, and he also told me he listens to the podcast, which was mortifying. Mm. I'm like, Oh gosh, what episodes does he listen to? Kill me now. And then, um, he like says he watches all my stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, for me, it's just a bit confusing because I only do that if I'm genuinely like interested in someone so, like, I do that with him, but, like, because I'm genuinely interested and, like, would want to, like, pursue something, but he doesn't. And it's, like, I just don't understand why you would spend the energy, like, catching up with my life if you don't aren't interested. But then again, maybe, like you said, he's just saying that because he's very charismatic. And I think he kind of has, like, this F, like, I can tell he's, like, a fucking smooth operator. Yeah, I think that, first of all. Not for nothing, like watching stories and responding on Instagram. It's like the bare minimum. It is beyond below <laughs> the bare minimum. I literally like watch everyone's. I can you can scroll through stories all day long. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I don't think that. I mean, about he was obviously like really interested in listening to the podcast. I guess that's one thing, but I do think he is a smooth talker, a charmer. And I think he just knows what to say to keep you on the back burner. So you hit him up every time you're in town. Like, I think he probably likes you. He thinks you're hot. He likes like hanging out with you, but you know, what's so interesting? actions speak louder than words. You know what I mean? Very true. And his actions are fucking silent. Yeah. But cause it's also, I'm not ashamed to say it. I have no shame. I honestly would be curious if I didn't reach out to him if we would have even seen each other because I fucking my back was aching from carrying the weight of this fucking dude getting together but you know I didn't really care like honestly I just wanted to like 
You wanted to hook up and I wanted, time. Yeah, I wanted That's to That's fine, time. yeah. And so I was like, I honestly like really don't give a fuck. I was just like, hey, what? Like, I'm in town. Like, when am I, like, when are we going to hang out? And then he was like, well, you just tell me when. And I'm like, oh my God. So you had to like make all the plans so and that stuff. I, I did everything. So, okay, this is so interesting to me because if he was like a guy in LA, you would be like, these guys like are such losers. Like I, I don't, I want someone to like make plans. I want someone to take, I would never give the time of day. Yeah. But then, but then he was like, but you know where he he gets like vacation energy. Oh my God. You know where he gets me in person. And this is where I'm learning. Okay. In person, he fills my like cup in ways that is like, Oh my God. Like he like holds my hand. He's like very affectionate and is always like complimenting me. And like, he's just very like, dude, he's fucking so charismatic. It's mm-hmm. sick. And that is something that like my ex never did. Like if we were out, like he acted like he didn't even know me. Ugh, like it yeah. was, so I think I'm just like, oh my God, like holding on to this. And in this, I mentioned in our last podcast, that course I'm doing to be magnetic. They talk about how, if you're like trying to manifest something or work through like limiting beliefs that you have to surround yourself and like find what she calls expanders. So like you and Steve are expanders for me because you have like, um, a real, like a a relationship that I really look up to. And Steve, like one thing I love so much about you guys is like, he's so supportive of your career and it's like texting you ideas about things. And we had, um, this guy and I had a conversation. He was like, I mentioned that sometimes my career is like difficult with dating. Like guys are either like really turned off by it or whatever. And he was like, your job is so fucking cool. Like you have the coolest fucking job. Like you're so good at it. And I was like, wow. And I was thinking about it. And I think he's just showing me that like, there are guys out there who will be not afraid to be like affectionate and like love languages touch and are excited about my career. And also like, just fill me up in the ways that I'm realizing I really need and haven't had before. Right. So I'm kind of viewing it in that way because I did like kind of lay it all out. And then I just, no, he hasn't, I like, he didn't even text me. Like it was good to see you anything. Dude, I want to smack him. Dude, like we spent the night together or whatever. This will be a test to see if he listens to the podcast. Yeah. I just feel like even if you don't like, it's just like common courtesy to be like, Hey, I had a good time. Like, yeah, great seeing you. Which he is like a really nice guy. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, I think that like all the things that you're saying about him are, are true. Like, he is really nice. Like he is probably really charismatic. He probably is like a great guy, but like he just yeah. doesn't care enough. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he just doesn't care enough. Yeah. Which I honestly But also like not for nothing. Like he doesn't owe you anything either. Do you know what I mean? Like you're no. not his girlfriend. So like Oh my god, no, no, no. Like Yeah. So for him, he's probably like not even thinking about it. Like And to be honest, I did kind of get weird on the end. I was like, Okay, I'll see you never. Like I don't I don't want to uh, see you uh, anymore uh, because uh, because I like you and I love when you leave little details. Well, there's so many details. I was like, all right, like it was good to see you. I'll see you never. I don't want to see you anymore because. um... Yeah, but that's like your way of wanting him to be like, oh my gosh, like I had such a good time with you and like wanting him to reach out. No, I don't know. Probably. But he hasn't. And you know what? I'm fine with it. Like, I honestly am proud of myself. I've never told a guy that that, like I like him. I mean, it's very rare that I actually really like someone, but I was like, you know what? I'm not embarrassed. I'm not ashamed. Like I was really open and was like, I like you and whatever. And you know, that's why I'm proud of myself. I think you should be really proud of that. I think that's something that women should be doing more. Honestly, like I, uh, you know, like when you do like ask, um, like ask me anything's on Instagram. Yeah. 
I got like a couple recently and it was like, I have a crush on this guy. Like we've been friends forever. He, he like, he used to have the biggest crush on me. Like, do I tell him I like him? And I'm like, if he's like single and like available and you like him, like, yes. Like you don't have to like blow up his like head. Yeah. But just be like, oh my gosh, I've always had the biggest crush on you. Or like, I have such a crush on you. Something like that to like initiate things. I think that is so bold. And I think he'll be like so turned on. And if the feeling is reciprocated, you will know, you know? Yeah. And if it's not like, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like to be open and vulnerable is like so important. So important. So, and so difficult. So kudos to you. Thanks. So yeah. Wait, so you're going back. During the holidays, right? Mm-hmm. Are you going to reach out to him? No. Okay. Okay. Let him reach out to you. He won't. Okay. Well, then he doesn't get you. <laughs> His loss. His loss. Man, I've really been through the... Honestly, though, that might give you an opportunity to, like, actually go on other dates and meet some other eligible gentlemen in Denver, which... That is true. When we were out, there were some cuties. I feel who like, like in Denver, in. there's, like, the hottest guys. They don't call a member for nothing. Exactly. Um... But yeah, you know, I've been, I've, uh, it's been a bit rough in the men department recently. I don't know if I told you this other funny story. Um, okay. So the night we went to Winston house, yeah, yeah. JB was like at a bar nearby Mm -hmm. and we ended up meeting up Mm -hmm. and we, he was just being a freaking loser, dude. Yeah, He was being a loser. And then like when we got home, he asked for like a sneaky photo and I sent him a photo. Mm-hmm. He never responded. What? So literally, if you go to our messages, <laughs> stop. I am dying. I'm like, what the fuck? So the last thing in your messages is just like <laughs> a, a sexy photo of me and nothing. no response. <laughs> yeah. What a loser. What a loser. So honestly, I've, you know, really put myself on the line with these guys and it hasn't really felt fallen, <laughs> gone through for me. But you know what? You get knocked down. You get, you get up, up again. again. Hey, no, I'm going to get you down. <laughs> so those are my updates. But besides that, Thanksgiving was great in Denver. So how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was good. Honestly, um, I ended up being like kind of sick all week. So like I didn't do anything. I had all these huge plans to get so much stuff done because my family's coming in town and I didn't do anything, but I rested and laid in bed and truly like that is sometimes all you need. Good. So it that was, was kind of nice that like, I mean, it sucks that you're sick, but it was kind of nice. You got sick during a week where everything was a bit shut down. Yes. It was actually so, so nice. You don't have the pressure of like work emails and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was actually really, really nice. Um, So yeah, I didn't really do anything. I just hung out with my family, um, watched TV and like, that's it. And just like tried to get better. Amazing. Yeah. Well, not amazing that you're sick, but I'm glad you rested. But what's so, so crazy is I have all... Like, I have family coming in town because Nicholas is turning one <laughs> years old. Like, dude, I have a one-year-old. That's insane. That is so insane to me. So insane to me. Um, but so exciting. He just got his first haircut. <gasps> I almost cried. Wait, yesterday? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wait. I'm I had to, to show you a photo. It. He looks like a little man it's so <laughs> cute he definitely looks older with his haircut because like it's like some, so curly it was so curly so it's like still a little curly on top but we took away some of like the curliness in the back and on the sides because it was just like getting a little it was like just growing like crazy yeah um wait how did he do in his haircut it's good so steve's brother's a barber so he cut his hair oh okay okay yeah yeah so it was so so cute Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see photos. I have so many videos too. Oh, Nicholas. 
Um, but it's so crazy. I've been thinking so much about like, like this past year as a mom, like as a working mom and one, I'm just so proud that we got through it. Sometimes I really feel like we're in just like survival mode Mm -hmm. and that is something I've had to like, actually I was having, I was hanging out with a couple other moms yesterday and that is something that one of them said, they're like, how are you doing it? I was like, honestly, I just feel like I'm surviving. And they're like, yeah, that's it. You're surviving, not thriving. And I was like, wow, like that actually really spoke to me because that is so true. And I think that like, I'm so good at getting so much shit done and, and like balancing things, but like not really balancing things, just getting things done. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm not okay. Like that, like we can't do that anymore. Do you know what I mean? So it's been like being able to like kind of like reflect on it a little bit and be like, okay, like surviving is not thriving. Like they're totally, two you totally don't different just things. Be surviving yeah. every day. Yeah. Exactly. Were they able to give you as like the other moms like give you any advice on like getting a nanny or like what you well, guys they should bo- be doing? They both kind of feel like they're almost surviving too, and they both have like nannies too. So I think I think no matter what, like I, when you have kids, like. Dude, it's just so hard. It's so hard. And it's funny because I see people on Instagram or like on TikTok being like, I'm not sure if I want to have kids. And like, there's so many, so much pressure for everyone to have kids. I'm like, if you don't want kids, like you should not have kids. Like it is so much work. It changes your life. Like I, like being a mom is my favorite thing ever, but it's so hard. Um, And everyone says it's going to be hard, but you don't, you don't realize it. And it's funny because like when I look back on this past year, I don't think about like the hard times. I think about like all the amazing times. Um, but it is true what they say where they say like the days are long and hard, but like the years go by so quick, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, my goal for the new year is to like have an nanny starting in January so I could really get some help. Um, but yeah. it's just so crazy. I mean, I think about like how I – with my days sometimes and then I think about like what you have to do and I'm like holy shit I don't I like it's crazy you moms all moms out there are just like kudos to you like I can't even like imagine not only taking care of yourself but another human being and like it just like you said yeah it changes everything changes everything um and another thing I was thinking so much about is like the difference like when it comes to bodies like I'm like okay like I feel good in my body right now you know and I think it's because I don't think about my body that much if that makes like any sense but I keep seeing things like oh your postpartum body your postpartum body and like I I see things on Instagram and I think that they're meant to like help women feel more comfortable in their bodies um and I've like seen like people's posts of like the evolution of like my pregnant body to how it is now. And I'm like, dude, that is like not the case. Like people are like, oh, it takes like a year or so to get back. I'm like, I feel like I literally look the same if I'm not like, I feel like I'm bigger in my body now than I was while I was pregnant or like the same. It's just your body is different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is not something like I understood or really like, I guess you you can't know it until you're in it. But I just felt like so many people talk about postpartum bodies. Like, oh, you'll get your body back. And I'm like, no, your body changes forever. I don't really like that saying, get your body back. I hate that saying. Like, it's like, get your body back from like. So what? Yeah. I don't like that. It's like your body. Oh, that like gave birth to like your child. And like, it's, yeah, that's, I can't imagine like that pressure. It's so much pressure. And on top of it, 
there's like such a different way that we talk about men's bodies like a dad bod is something that like is people it, are like oh it's so cute he's like hot he has a dad uh-huh, bod uh-huh. and like a mom bod like that no the dad- if you're not like a skinny mom like you're kind of like i feel like looked down upon in a certain way a hundred percent and it's, it's so like fucked up. up it's so messed like, up like dad bods are glorified yes and then women are completely scrutinized yes if they have i mean i've never even heard like a mom bod that's never been said like oh a mom bod in a lusty way it's always in a negative it's way 100 percent, always always in a negative way yeah it's so fucked up it's so messed up and like i had so many people i get so many messages about like i really want to get pregnant but like I feel like I, I I need to lose weight first. I need to lose weight first or like, and that was like something that was a big thing for me. Like people would be like, oh, you want to have a baby. So like, make sure you lose weight before you have a baby. And I'm like, that is like such a horrible thing to say to women. Do you know? Mm. Yeah. Like you are already like delaying certain things in your life. Like growing up, like I delayed like dating because I wasn't comfortable in my body because or like I wouldn't want to wear this until I lost weight or like I wouldn't feel comfortable like applying for that job until I lost weight or like going to a modeling agency until like I dropped another dress size and stuff like that and now like women feel like they can't have a baby until they lose weight what is that what is that it's like so many things in our life where we wait because until we lose weight and it's that's so insane yeah but this like whole mom bought dad bod thing like really really started getting to me because yeah what brought what kind of triggered that well one just like seeing people talk about it on social media two steve isn't like loving the way his body is right now because he says he has a dad bod (laughs) also someone steve is someone who like used to be a professional bodybuilder and like literally his body was his career and his life like through his like early 20s and 30s like he was a fitness model so like everything that he was like booked on was because he was like shredded and huge so he's not he's like still in great shape but he like feels like he doesn't have his like eight pack or whatever and I was like Steve you don't understand you say dad bods like dad bods are like glorified people Girls like dad like bods prefer, prefer that over and I said that to him and he was like what that's because guys do not understand the female gaze versus the male gaze. Yes. We would much rather. That's like why guys don't understand why we're obsessed with like Pete Davidson, Harry Styles, whatever. Right. Like it's not about, they think you want this like ripped shredded thing. Yeah. But, oh. but he actually was like, well, I don't care what anyone else thinks. It's him. And for me, I want to feel a certain way. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's important too. Yeah. That's important. I get that. So anyways, that's where all of this came up. That's like my mm-hmm. tangent, but <sighs> That's I just hard. want well, you to know if you're listening, one, you don't have to wait to lose weight to start living your life. Mm-hmm. And two, if your body isn't what in your head you thought it should be like after you had your baby, that's okay too. Yeah. Oh, well, Christina, I want to help in any way to get you to be thriving, not surviving. Oh my gosh. Moving okay. into January. I know. Because- I have to really think about what I need. Yeah. I think I need to hire a nanny and an assistant. Yeah. So if anyone listening wants to be my assistant and lives in Los Angeles, <laughs> send me Hit a detailed resume. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. Life updates. Check. What are you obsessed with? Oh my gosh. Okay. I, since I was sick, I have wait, been I obsessed think, with Selling Sunset. Wait. Okay. We have so much to talk about with Selling Sunset. Okay. Are you, is that you're obsessed with too? Well, part of it is. Have you heard about the conspiracy theory with Christine? Christine? I think so. I think that's fucked up too. I think that's like, wait, do you believe it? 
I don't, I honestly, when I first saw this, I was like, what? Yes. I feel like it's a bit to, 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 to say that someone faked their pregnancy is a very bold thing to say. Okay, so this is so important. Well, one, real quick, if you guys are listening, Selling Sunset, you need to watch it. It's on so Netflix. It's like one of the top shows in the world right now. Um, but the reason I'm so obsessed with it is because it combines my love of like reality TV with real estate. Like I love real estate so much. Mm-hmm. I almost like quit influencing to be a real estate agent. And then literally... Two weeks after I passed my first course and like was waiting to take the full exam, I got my first paid job as an influencer. And Wait, I, I got, never knew that. You never knew that? I didn't know that timeline. Oh my gosh, I was trying to be an influencer for so long. I just never made any money doing it. And I was so good at sales. And I'm like, what can I do that's like selling stuff, but like more luxury? You would have been a good realtor. I think that I will be a realtor at some point in my life. I, I could see, I mean, you and Steve doing the flipping houses thing is good. You guys are going to be a good team I love real estate so much and yeah I literally was waiting to take my final exam I was like reaching out to brokerages like and then I got like three jobs back to back and then that just changed the trajectory I was like first of all I was like this is like God's way and the world's way of telling me like to stay on my path because as soon as I was about to change things all this opportunity came but anyways okay so selling sunset is so good so Christine that's another thing. Like if you do bounce back and are lose all your baby weight right away, like you should not people be are judged saying, and tell like that you didn't actually carry your baby. That is awful. Yeah. That is awful to say. And like, why is anyone like conspiring about that? Like it's none of your business, but even on the show too, it's so <laughs> crazy how much emphasis, like mm-hmm. the whole narrative yeah. was about how good she looked after the baby. How well it was like you're so skinny, blah blah blah. Like right after having a baby, yeah, it was like who looks like that? Which it's like a compliment, but it is so it's so interesting to me how so many of the conversations on the show and then obviously in real life are centered around your body after you have a baby. Oh yeah, so many of them. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually it's so funny. I saw or started watching all these TikToks about it yesterday because they kept coming up on my for you, and I was like. How, why is all this coming up on my for you? Like, is my TikTok connected to my Netflix account? <laughs> like, I was like, is my phone listening to me? Like, why? But so you're seeing them too. So I guess they're just all over the place. I think it's just all over the place. And if you sit and watch one, one. a whole video about it, you're going to get more like videos about it because it's like, oh, she's interested in that. Yeah. Um, but I know that's so, so basically all these conspiracy theories are saying that Christine faked her pregnancy and had a surrogate mm-hmm. who actually delivered her baby. Um, and it's just, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is like the show is just, I do wonder how much like Christine, is she really like that? Or is she putting on a show for the show? No, it's definitely a show for the show. But I'm sure there's like, I'm sure those but are these people's like characters. They're just like elevated. Do you know but what I mean? That's so scary. That's what's scary about reality TV. Because if that's a show, like the entire world thinks you're like a villain. And then like, what is she going to do after this? Yeah, but, like, you'd rather be a villain than, like, someone that people don't care about. Do you know what I mean? On reality TV, like, Mm. villains get spinoffs. Villains get, like, other seasons. They could have, like, a, they could have, like, a. Like, Stassi, for instance, in Vanderpump Rules. I don't think you've ever watched it. Like, she was, like, the villain for a while, but then she ended up becoming, like, the main person. Oh, interesting. So, they can have a, what am I trying to say? What's the word? Not retribution. Like a retribution resurrection no oh my god like a like you were bad and now you're good (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. Anyway, you're a villain, and then you have like a you become a good person. I'm embarrassed for us right now. I'm embarrassed. What the heck? Anywho, I know what you mean. Um, if I'm ever cast as the Bachelorette, I won't be the villain because I'll be the main character. But most of the main characters are villains. No, but I would be the Bachelorette. Okay. Okay, well, that's good. I like that for you. But anyway, reality TV scares. But it is true with reality TV. Like you only remember like the antagonist or the protagonist. Very true. Mm -hmm. You don't remember the ones who are just like. Yeah. eh. But I think it's a really good show. Yes. Um, Okay. What are you obsessed with? Well, that was kind of uh, mine was going to be that conspiracy theory. Um, Yeah, that was mine. So we had the same ones. Speaking of all of this holiday talk, a lot of us just went home for Thanksgiving. Some of us are going home for Christmas. And as we're talking about like how much conversations are centered around bodies after baby, another thing that's so that we want to talk about today is that going home around the holidays can bring up a lot of body insecurities for I think many reasons. Mm -hmm. Maybe your family brings it up. For me personally, I used to feel a lot of pressure to like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go home in a couple months. I need to lose a bunch of weight Mm -hmm. before I go home. Same, yeah. It brings up, it's an interesting time of year where it brings up, I think, a lot of body insecurities for people. Yeah, and then there's also that added factor of like guilt of like eating Christmas cookies or like eating Mm -hmm. too much during the holidays. Everyone's like, oh, eat eat between like Thanksgiving and New Year. And then after the New Year, you can lose weight, blah, 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 blah. So just like having that added messaging too adds like a lot of pressure, I think as well. What's been like your relationship with your body around the holidays and family? Well, my family talks about each other's weight. Like it's no one's business. Like my 98 grandfather will be like, oh, you look like you gained weight. (laughs) Literally, you call he literally, papu? my papu, papu like, is ruthless. Dude, I was like, maybe all the, like the body insecurity stem for papu. Like <laughs> he literally told my cousin, like your legs look enormous. What have you been eating? Like you need to lose weight. Damn. And it's like crazy because like, I honestly, dude, like, I don't know if it's like a Greek thing or not, but like, it's just how it is. Like, I know so many friends who like can relate who are also Greek or like have, um, family that like immigrated to the States. I don't know, but whatever. So my family's ruthless in that. Like there's always a conversation. Someone's always talking about, oh, I can't eat that. That's like way too much on my plate or like, oh my gosh, I already had one and one dessert. I can't have another one. Like, so growing up, like this has been the narrative for as long as I can remember. Mm. So I think for me, I've always felt like, oh my gosh, like I can't go home until I lose weight because my family's going to be like, what happened to her? Like, oh my gosh, or I'll hear comments or, you know, they'll like be like, you need to lose weight. Like, or I'll, I'll feel like, oh, I can't have another tiro apita. Like everyone's watching me eat. And that's a terrible feeling. That's a horrible feeling. And I I think I felt like that mm, definitely like growing up. I always felt like that. Like I, I always felt like since I was like the bigger sibling that I was being watched. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, I definitely still feel like that, but no one really says anything to me anymore because I've clapped back so many times. Right. But it still affects me when I hear other people talking about themselves mm-hmm. or talking about each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What about for you? Um, it, Mine wasn't to the extent like where 
I think that definitely is like a Greek family thing. One time my grandpa did say something. We were home for Thanksgiving when I was with my ex-boyfriend and we were just like messing around and I like jumped on my ex-boyfriend's back. He's giving me a piggyback ride and my grandpa was like, whoa, be careful. She's going to break your back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, thanks, grandpa. God. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Grandpas are ruthless. Grandpas are freaking ruthless. <coughs> um. But it hasn't been as much of like that, but I do, it's more of like people, it's so, it's, it's, it's just so funny. Like if someone in the family has lost weight or whatever, it's like a whole topic. It's like, oh my gosh, you look amazing. Which it's like coming from, I think it's not coming from a bad place. So that is so hard because like, it's not coming from a bad place. Yeah. It's just like, we've been taught to like glorify weight loss so much. And we think that like, that must mean they're happier. That must mean they're, you know, X, Y, and Z. And like, I've mentioned it a little, a few times with my younger sister, like when she was diagnosed with MS, um, a couple years ago, she was the thinnest she has ever been. And literally just getting praised with compliments from friends, family, whatever. Like, oh my gosh, you look so skinny. Not really family because we knew what was going on. But other people were like, you look amazing. You look amazing. She's like, I'm literally the sickest I've been in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we just, but we only think of like weight loss equals you're going to be happier, you're going to be more successful, blah, blah, blah. So we just like glorify it. Um, And yeah, there's definitely comments like love my mom so much. But my mom and like my aunt and my grandmas are all on like the Noom train. And my mom literally know what that is. Is like a diet. It's like an app. It's like a weight loss app. That's like really big right now, but it's marketed as like an, it's like marketed as like an anti-diet thing, Mm -hmm. but it's like a diet thing. Okay. I honestly don't know enough about it to really know, but like my mom's like, Oh, I'm not going to weigh myself tomorrow after Thanksgiving. She's like, Oh, I don't even want to weigh myself tomorrow. I'm like, of course not. Why would you weigh yourself every single day? That's messed up. I'm like, that that like that just sounds stressful and unnecessary my mom will be like i she's like you don't have a scale and i'm like no (laughs) so like i we got we got a scale because it was like gifted to us my mom's like i gained five pounds since yesterday she's like i'm not eating and i'm like that is like i think actually like not even physically possible well, no, it is, but it's like not like water, like water bloating. If you're yeah. on like, there's so many factors that go into it. It's so interesting. Um, so that's more like the talks around it in our family. But I definitely too felt like, um, that pressure if like you're going back for seconds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was really brought on by my family or my own same my own things going on in my head. But regardless, it's just a it's a, it's a tricky time. So I think it's like good for people to know you're not alone and like. You don't need to lose weight to go back home. No, but also like this is where I struggle, right? Because Mm -hmm. if someone wants to lose weight, like I think that's okay too. I do too. But I think when it's like in the way that like for me, I used to be like, I need to lose weight before I go home. So I will have those like, oh my God, Rayanne, you look amazing. You look like, and it wasn't for me. It was for the outside validation I would be getting. Right. And so that's where I think it's like, that's not sustainable. If you're mm-hmm. trying, you have to do it for like, it can't be for outside validation. Yeah, I agree with that. And I used to feel like that too, because I like, didn't want to hear the, oh my gosh, what happened to you? Or like, I can't believe how could you like let yourself go like that? Or like you're, I thought you wanted to be a model. Like what? 
Yeah. How would you, like, you said you would clap back. How would you clap back in those situations? Mm, Well, I think for a while I didn't clap back. And I was like, I know, I need to lose weight. Like, I know. Um, And then once I started to, like, actually, like, be like, wait a minute, but, like, I feel confident in my body. Like, I like who I am. Like, no, you actually don't know anything. I don't need to lose weight to be a model. I think I just started standing up for myself and being like, actually, like, I feel good. Or actually, like, I like the way my clothes fit or I'm happy. And I think that you kind of, like, have to walk the walk and, like, talk the talk. Like, I think that there are some times where I wasn't feeling confident. I wasn't happy. And it allowed for more people to say things because because they were right. Like I wasn't confident in my body. I wasn't happy. I was wearing sweats the entire two mm-hmm. weeks I was home because like nothing fit me. And because I didn't feel good enough to like buy new clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like once I started to feel more confident, once I started dressing for my newer body, I think people were able to be like, oh wait, like, no, she's okay. She's like actually doing great. Um, yeah. So I think it's a combination of it too. Mm-hmm. Because your family knows. I think sometimes your family does know when you're not happy or like, yeah. Um, but I, 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 there's that fine line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've had to say things like over and over and over again. Um, but also I try and do my best to like really encourage and, and compliment and like tell my family how amazing I think they look and like how great my mom's cooking is. And that's why I want to go back for seconds. Oh, I don't get this all the time or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just basically kind of reframing the conversations reframing away it. from like body and bodies and weight mm-hmm. to like anything else. <laughs> yeah. Or like people are like, oh, do you know how many calories that is? Like, no, I like literally don't look at calories because I just try to like fuel my body with things that make me feel good, mm-hmm. you know? So I think reframing that conversation over and over and over again, and it's repetitive, but I think that like that is something that you have to work on if you want to have those conversations and not get angry. Yeah. And not start an argument over it. Because mm-hmm. I think that's where like the pressure comes from. And I think that the quicker you are to reframe those and like the more continuous you do them, the easier it'll be. Mm-hmm. And the less people will say things. Yeah. And it takes some balls sometimes to do it. Like I feel very like sympathetic for people who I know going home for the holidays is like a hard, hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um so my heart goes out to you if you have to deal with that shit. But no, you're not alone. You're not alone. Um, and I do think like I'm excited for like our kids and like the generations below us because I am sympathetic for our moms and our grandmas. Same. That's what I'm saying. Like my papu started this. Yeah. I'm like, who knows? Maybe it came from his like papu. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just so crazy. Like how much has like obviously we have a long way to go, but like the conversations we're having now, like our parent, our moms would not be having these conversations. I don't think like they were, we were in, we were like literally bombarded with these messages growing up in like the nineties. And like our moms were too, like it's always been weight loss, weight loss, skinny is glorified. For sure. 100% starting to shift. So I think it's like, I'm sympathetic to our older generations. I think that's a really good point to be made because you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is why like you shouldn't get angry, not angry. Just like, yeah, exactly. Stand up for yourself and like express your point of view. And like, maybe it could be a teachable moment for your family as well. Right. Because like, imagine if your mom was able to let go of like this need to like, be losing weight all the time too. How like, much happier, happier she would be 100%. Exactly. Like, it's an opportunity for you to teach them too. Definitely. Um, 
yeah, it's just so I was like talking to my grandma about like her this Thanksgiving about like her dad and whatever. And this is a little, it was just so crazy. Like she was telling me that her dad didn't let her mom get a driver's license because like he just didn't want her to like have a driver's license. And he also didn't want her to like work and like, didn't want her to like, she wasn't um, like looked after, like she was basically like a midwife and he was like, didn't want to like, it was just so crazy how things have changed so much. And I was literally like in shock. I was like, what grandma? Like that is insane because that would just like, it's just so much has changed for the better. Thank God. Um, for women and especially around conversations about our weight and our bodies and things like that. So we can be the, we can be the leaders for our moms and grandmas and aunts and blah, blah, blah. Definitely. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, um, do our ask away with Ray and Kay segment. Remember to send these in. Yes, please. And sorry that we've been (laughs) somewhat bad about doing them. Um, yeah, we'll do these at the end of every episode. Um, okay. So, Here is today's ask away. I recently moved across the country to a state where my best friend and her family are the only people I know. She got married last year and is expected to have a baby any day now. I felt her distance since I got here. I'm sure it's because she's nesting and preparing for her baby. I lived with them for a bit until I could find an apartment um, and her husband kept marking his territory and got upset whenever I do anything for her or the baby without him knowing. I feel stranded because I love my job but have no friends and I'm not good about going out and making friends. How do I proceed with our friendship and not continue to feel abandoned? I feel like you would have some good insight because you can speak to someone who just had like yeah a baby. I think that the one, the best thing that you could do for yourself is try and make new friends no matter what. But two, I think that, um, gosh, this is so hard. I think you can't take it so personally. Honestly, they are probably going through so much right now. Having a baby is so hard on you personally, but also in a relationship as well. And I feel like, especially if you were living with them or I know you're trying to do your best, but there's probably like so much pressure that they're both experiencing right now that it's hard for them like let's say like for the if the husband's marking his territory he probably doesn't mean to he's probably super stressed out too and overwhelmed so I think that the best thing that you could do is maybe give a little bit of space but simultaneously be there you keep letting her know like hey how can I help you I want to be there for both of you guys let me know when I can come over when is good for you to hang out maybe like make some time so she can get away from her husband and the baby go get manicures together. I think try to insert yourself as much as you can in their life, but also know that if there's distance and if they're pulling away a little bit, it shouldn't be anything. It's nothing against you. Mm-hmm. They just might need that time. And you have to understand, like, I, I, I feel like I had to be like, Hey, so many times, Hey, I'm so sorry. I haven't responded to your text that was sent last week ago. Like, please don't take it personally. You're mm-hmm. just so busy and there's so many things happening that you can't let it, you, you can't feel offended by like the slightest little thing. And I think that if you had some other friends, you wouldn't feel like this immense pressure too. Yeah. I think it's probably, um, it exad- feels a bit more exaggerated because, you've just moved to this new place. So both parties in this situation are going through major life changes. Yes. So I think everyone here, it sounds like they're struggling with something and, and stressed and like moving is hard when you don't know anyone. 
And I would say like, don't give up on it. Like I, it takes time. Like it takes a lot of time. Like besides Christina, like I feel like I've been in LA for four years now. And this is the first time where I come home and I actually feel like I have like a community here, you know, Mm -hmm. like it just takes time to like really find people. Um, but you have to be like, you know, intentional about it. I would suggest like, you know, trying when I first went through my breakup, I was like, I'm going to set up one friend date a week with like someone new to like try and make some more friends. Mm. Um, and that was really helpful. Also, luckily I became friends with people who really (laughs) were persistent with being my friend too, which was nice, but I think you have to just be intentional about it. And also, yeah, I think, um, the friendships go through like stretches and like you're going through a lot of stretches right now with your friend having a baby. She's a newlywed. You just moved. So there's a lot of things happening on both sides. So I think what you said is great, Christina, like continue to show up. It's going to be hard, but like there's going to be ebbs and flows just like in a romantic relationship. Sometimes you're going to be giving more than you're receiving. Yeah. And then down the road when she's settled, she'll be able to give more, um, when in a time where maybe she needs it, um, or you need more support. Um, so I would say just continue to show up for her, but also be very diligent, make time in investing in new friendships. Absolutely. And I think that you can ask her and her husband be like, Hey guys, like, I really want to make some friends. Like, can you like set me up with anyone that you think would be like a good match, honestly, Mm -hmm. because then that kind of like lets them know how you're feeling as well too. Um, and if it is hard for you to make friends and put that effort in, like that could be an easy way. Yeah. Definitely. But you got this girl. Just like show some grace to yourself and to your friends as well. Yeah. Amazing. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We'll see you here next week. See you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at confidentcollective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us.